the Holy Family Chapel Hill podcast, where you will find our weekly sermons, as well as the occasional reflection, conversation, or interview. We are glad you are here. Welcome. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You may have heard it said that a preacher is to hold the Bible in one hand and the New York Times in the other. But this week I find that I'm holding the Exodus story of the burning bush in one hand and the front page of the Daily Tar Heel in the other. I am asking the same question Sarah asked a few weeks ago on the Feast of the Transfiguration. What do the stories of God have to do with our lives in all of their facets? And especially, how do these stories speak into moments of evil, fear, and suffering? What does the burning bush have to do with gun violence, with a weapon fired not two miles from here? On the one hand, we start with scripture. The book of Exodus opens with a great deal of difficulty. Generations after Joseph, a new pharaoh arose in Egypt who did not know the story of Joseph. Out of fear for the growing number of Israelites dwelling in Egypt, this new pharaoh establishes a policy rooted in oppression and genocide. He is the classic archetype of a ruler consumed by fear, attempting to control any threat to power. Moses, thanks to the brave resistance of five women, narrowly escapes death as an infant. He grows up in Pharaoh's household and with a name given by Pharaoh's very own daughter. When one day Moses notices the abuse of an enslaved Israelite by an Egyptian, he kills the Egyptian and then flees to the desert of Midian, no longer protected by his status as a member of Pharaoh's household. He marries the daughter of a priest in Midian and lives as a shepherd. After a long time, the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned under their slavery and cried out. God heard their groaning. And God remembered the covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God looked upon the Israelites, and God took notice of them. As Moses is tending to the flocks of his father-in-law one day, he finds at Horeb, the mountain of God, a bush engulfed in flame but not consumed. An unexpected sight, he turns aside, attending to it, wondering at it. Some rabbinic traditions hold that this bush has been a light, burning with the presence of God from the very beginning of creation, but Moses is the very first to notice it. And whether he's the first or not, this prompts God to call out to him. And if the burning bush has his attention, well, a voice emerging from the burning bush does all the more. 
And Moses, like Abraham before him, responds to the call of God. Here I am. Remove your shoes because you are on holy ground. Moses removes his shoes but covers his face, afraid to look at God. God has heard the cries of the people of Israel. I have known their sufferings. I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians who oppressed them and to bring them up out of the land. I am going to send you to Pharaoh to bring the people out of Egypt. I wish I knew exactly how Moses responded here. The phrase, who am I that I should go, seems to involve a little bit of a double take on Moses' part, as though he's wondering how God came up with such an absurd idea. It is pretty interesting that God is calling on this person who's actually running away both from Israel and Egypt. And while Moses asks a good question, God, in the grand tradition of not answering the question that a person asks, responds, I will go with you. But who are you? And when I'm asked by your people, because mark my words, they will ask, who shall I say has sent me? Moses has no way of knowing that not only is he going toe-to-toe with Pharaoh, but he will put his toes into the sea and God will open the sea before him. And the people of Israel will walk together on dry ground toward liberation from Egypt, toward the wilderness, where God will provide for them again and again water from a rock, bread from heaven. I am who I am. My favorite rendering of this is actually, I am who I will be. When Moses receives this answer, he has no way of knowing everything that that identity, I am who I will be, will entail. God will be the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and God will be the God who brought the people up out of the land of Egypt. I am who I will be. Tell them, I am has sent you. Moses does not know the story in its conclusion, but he does know he will not go alone. He will go with I am who I will be. And if we hold on the one hand the story of Moses and the burning bush, we hold on the other hand the viral front page of the Daily Tar Heel and the story from our very own community this week. Last Sunday, along with many who had done so in the weeks and days leading up to that point, I stayed up late folding clothes that are kept as a backup at my children's school for the year. And I filled their backpacks and placed them by the door, and I unconsciously was flitting between the joy that my children would finally be in school and the fear that camps out at the edge of my mind. The fear that flits through my mind is not accidental, and I suspect that the same fears might race through some of yours. It's a fear that winds its way even deeper as the list of places shattered by violence in this country plays on on loop. Aurora, Pulse, Jacksonville, Atlanta, Buffalo, Parkland, Uvalde, and this only a sample of a world consumed by the violence of sin, a tiny piece of a world that has been rent asunder. The Daily Tar Heels cover on Tuesday morning shows the magnitude of pain and fear that those at UNC faced. It was the power of violence isolating people in rooms and closets with doors blockaded. And I know that this is not what God wants for the world. It is, as we've heard from the language of Romans this past summer, the law of sin and death at work, the powers and principalities at war with the purposes of God. 
seeking to destroy the creatures of God and to consume as if in fire the blessed and given fabric of life and communion and love. Like Moses, we face a foe. But the account also included people all over reaching out to one another in love and asking for prayer and believing that it mattered to find someone on the other end. Pray for me. Pray for us. This is not spoken by people who think God has nothing to do with our lives. These are messages from people who know, who believe that God takes notice, seeking God's presence. And I believe these people are right. They are not alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And I will not pretend to know everything that each of you needs to hear about God in light of the events of this week. And I really hesitate to tie everything up in a bow that might make it seem tidier and easier than it is. I know it's not. What I will say is this. I believe that we have been given one to another in order that we might stand in the breach for each other. To pray and to say, I love you, to be moved to action on one another's behalf and to grieve. Your grief over the world as it is, that is a gift from God. It's evidence that the love of God for the world, it dwells deeply in you, in every fiber, in every pore, in every tear, in every offer of comfort. This is how we say no to the power of sin and death. And we do so only with the help of God, only as his people gathered out of fragmented lives and individual rooms and closets and into the body of Christ. I believe that God is faithful. God sees the people of Israel and leads them out of bondage. And that same God who liberates the people of Israel from Egypt is the God who brought Jesus from the grave. The God who will, he will, make all things well. I believe that God is, I am who I will be. And that we have been shown this again and again. This is how God says no to the power of sin and death. And finally, I believe that God was with each person at Carolina this week that God is with us now, with all of creation as we wait and groan for final redemption. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, may it be so. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. You can find out more about the Church of the Holy Family at holyfamilychapelhill.org. Thanks for listening, and join us again next week. Peace be with you.